Episode 298, the holiday edition, the Christmas edition of the Chamberlain, Chance, and Alex podcast. This week, sadly, missing Alex, <laughs> who ended last week promising to be here. Yeah, I know. Technically, this is the Festivus episode. Is it? Yes, today is Festivus, is and Festivus we shall and have... Before Christmas? An yes, airing of we, grievances? An airing of grievances! I hate your fucking haircut, man. Absolutely. You haven't even seen my haircut. What are you I know, talking that's, that's why it's a joke. That's why it's funny, oh, because I it, I, I couldn't say? possibly actually have a problem with it. I Well, it's short, I mean, but that's about it. You, you you've got the long hair. You've never even cut it after all this COVID stuff. You just let it grow no, out. No, I actually sent a picture to a colleague this week, and uh, they're like, wow, it actually looks pretty good. I'm like, I oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old guy with, like, long, luscious thick hair. <laughs> <laughs> it looks amazing. Oh, but there are grievances to be aired. Many grievances. With video games. With video games. And video game taste. Because some of us have taste in some... Hey, wait. I, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just different tastes. We enjoy it's, different things. Well, I, I, I continue to be humbled this week by, by my bad taste and then learning. Because, God, Breath of the Wild is so good still. I'm trucking it was, along. It was good the first time. It's just that I, when I first played, remember what my reaction was? I was like, yeah, it's, it's a B. It's a 9 out of 10. It's pretty good. It's not perfect. A B, a B is not 9 out of 10. An A is no, a 9 a B, out of 10. No, an A, well, okay, an A plus would be a 10 out of 10, I suppose. Uh-huh. Have you not seen all And so an A would be 95 and an A minus would be 90. Anyway, um, okay. no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm still finding, I'm finding shrines that I haven't done, shit like that. Uh, I never got my stamina wheels maxed out. I don't think I ever did. No. I've got all three. I've got three wheels of stamina. I book it up mountains like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like all the, I've got all the outfits I want. My, I just today finished upgrading my barbarian set to the highest, uh, the highest upgrade level it can have. So this means I've paid off the, the, uh, the great fairies, like, you know, 15 grand or whatever it is to unlock yeah. their fountains. And then just to see. I walked into a shop to sell all the gems that I have accrued thus far just to see how many rupees I'd end up with. <laughs> and again, I'm at the point where I don't need these rupees. These rupees are just, you know, like, do I want to spend the night in an inn? Do I want to buy this potato? <laughs> it's just, it's just like that. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's just pot. It's just running around money at this point. But again, Dude. I sold all the gems. 55.7 thousand rupees. Jeez. Um, and I'm, and what it is, is it's just hopping into this world and running around. Earlier today, I went and got uh, some very, very fast horses. I'd never found a horse in my entire time with the game with five stars in speed. Hmm. And then I decided to look it up and find out where they are. And man, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> Get around faster now, yeah. Just, just trucking around and, you know, ooh, what's that over there in Zelda is, it's a nice, good video game time. And I feel so... For the most part, if you see it, you can get there. Oh, 100%. Especially with three wheels of stamina. <laughs> yes, and and the climbing gear. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, yeah, I'm really I'm really humbled by my initial reaction to that game. Going, ooh, this isn't Zelda. I'm just walking away. Well, but it isn't. It wasn't. It's, it's it its isn't. own it's, thing. It's its own thing. It's a new Zelda, and it's great, and I'm so hyped for Breath of the Wild, too. If we actually get that next year. You know, Nintendo's been quiet about it. My, uh, I, I got my my brother's Christmas presents to him, mm-hmm. 
And uh, like later that evening, he calls me up. He goes, I can't believe you got me Guardians of the Galaxy. I go, I can't believe you opened it a week before Christmas. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but he's been playing it. And he stopped playing it at the exact same point I did. He didn't even get off like the first uh, planet, basically. Why did he stop playing it? Uh, because know, I'm playing uh, it right now. I played it for several hours today. And I am, I am smitten. Absolutely smitten. Um, the presentation is great overall. The presentation is great. Some of the animations, not so great, but facial animations seem a little like overdone. But it kind of it helps to read things. I think it's it's com- it's, uh, it's comic-y. I don't mind. Yeah, it. it's cartoony a little bit. Um, the 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 voice work, the writing in this is off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. like it's probably the best in terms of dialogue that I played this year. Period. But what I like about Breath of the Wild is how it feels to play it. And what I want to like about this video game is how it feels to play it, and I don't. The shooting, so I, let's see, I plugged it in this morning. I had the day off, my family's gone, I got the house to myself. It's me and the dogs, so nothing happened today. Played it for a couple hours, I, I did the whole first mission in the exclusion zone, I did the second mission when you're okay. in, the, in the ship where you've been captured, I started the third a little bit. This is and, all spoilers for me past the first. Yeah, yeah, well I mean, there's not much to talk about. But you meet an ex-girlfriend of his who is actually a very important police officer, a universe police officer. And the, the writing, like just like you said, the writing, they're, they're bitching at each other feels very organic. Yeah, it feels so family. Yeah. Um, where they, they, they stop but then when somebody's actually in trouble, they kind of like get really concerned. Like in that very first mission, at one point Groot falls. Yeah. And, and Rocket immediately goes from asshole to, oh shit, my friend has fallen. And it's in two lines he makes his transition, and then he like covers it up. He's like, "Oh, I'm sure he's fine." Blah 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 blah. Um, but that, I mean, that's all good. The presentation is great. The little bits of exploration are great. You are correct. The actual combat is perfunctory. It's like they tried it's... to make it interesting, but didn't really know how. Yeah. And I don't know how you would do a game with this character and make it really good. Like, you'd have to do a different style of shooting. Quill's moveset as a character is kind of limited. It would almost be more fun to play as Gamora or Drax. It would be 100% more fun. No, no. Gamora, well, no. I prefer Gamora would be great. Uh, Rocket, 100%, I think would be awesome. Just different guns. And yeah, you can imagine yeah. all the upgrades you'd get with Rocket. Gah. You should do the team up of Rocket and Groot because at yeah. one point, did you actually get to the first boss fight? Even but but it, but depending on which one of those two you pick, you're designing a completely different game. That's true. And so did you get is... to the first boss encounter um, in the yeah. area? Are we talking about the whale thing? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the llama. <laughs> no. No. What? No. At the, the end. Llama. Okay. You're okay. Spoilers here for the first mission of that. You're you're in this exclusion zone. You've been sent there trying to capture some giant monster to sell to Queen whatever whatever. And you finally get to this room, and there's just these red eyes, right? And you destroy the cover, and then Groot throws down some roots, and it's like this cute space llama that you end up adopting and taking onto your ship. Okay. But that's Which a is boss actually fight. hilarious. Yeah, that's the boss. But you don't fight it? No. Okay. It's a llama. So it's not a boss. You're terrible. Why would you shoot them? I suppose it isn't really a boss. Well, no, it's not. Unless there's and a the big fight. whale thing gets attacked fight. by something else, which is building for plot points that are, I suppose are going to pay off later. So, the story was great, but I, if I wanted, you know, a guardian story, I'd go watch uh, the new Suicide Squad again. It's fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> well, I I fully intend on finishing Guardians. I don't know how 
quickly I'll get it done. I don't know how long it is, but I mean, it, it strikes me, looking at the tech trees, it can't be very long. No. Because, whoa, there's not a lot to unlock. There's like literally four things in each skill tree for each character. Yeah, for each there character. And then you've got some upgrade stuff specifically for Quill that Rocket can build. Yeah, that like I didn't. That I thought boots. was neat. I did like yeah. that. But again, that's the presentation. A lot of the presentation of it is great. The design of the game is like, well, you made it out of college, kids. And this is, but this is not, this is not college kids. This is the Tomb Raider studio, isn't it? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so. Well, it's Eidos. It's, yeah, it's, well, except some studios, Squaresoft Eidos, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's fun. But in, in, in my absence, I did finish Halo Infinite. Okay. And thus begins one of the airing of grievances. So, <laughs> when we spoke two weeks ago, I talked about how the first hour is everything we've made fun of Halo 4 for years. Yeah. Very samey, nondescript hallways with good boss encounters, but lots of shiny gray. Then you got this middle area, which is like an open world. And it's fun. Just kind of emergent gameplay is kind of the wrong term because stuff is, stuff is scripted, but you're just wandering around and suddenly there's a platoon of grunts that you have to fight. And there's a base you have to get. And there's missions here and there. And it's fun. And, and that is, whole area... Is it kind area, of structured like Far Cry? Or like how is it structured? It is. It's very much structured like Far Cry. Where you, just... you've... There's something over there. Let's go see. And then you get there yes. and good to have done it. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But that entire section is the size of one of the mission areas in Far Cry 6. Mm. Probably smaller than that. It's mm. not big. Okay. And then you finish all that. And then you do a, a probably two or three hour ending segment. That is everything we've made fun of Halo 4 for years. Oh, wow. Is that all? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's got like a series of arena fights where you're you're fighting against the the big grunt guy who's like telling you that this is how we train, this is how we beat you so quickly, and it's just like mock-ups of human areas that could have been anywhere else, and you fight in there, and then he makes fun of you for a while, and you fight in the next one, and then he makes fun of you for a while, and you do it a third time, a slightly different one, and then there's some hallways, and then you're fighting some. It's just the beginning hour and the last three hours are just just bland. Wow. Visually not interesting. The combat's always fun, but the environments in which the combat is happening is like, okay. I well, it's always been this. Halo, though. It is. It is. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. It's like they, they hit upon this, like, yes, let's make open, Halo open world. And the, yes, the answer is do this, okay? So it, it sounds like you're describing, like, at best a 10-hour game to me. Uh, I, th- I think it was actually 20, because the middle area oh. does have a lot of little bits of stuff to find. I did, so I did so find almost everything. Maybe it's not so bad. It's not. It's not so bad. I just wish. I mean, I cannot think of any Halo game that's had a good ending. Well, then this is, this, game. this is another good Halo game. This is another Halo game. It's what the fans uh, want at this point. At least it didn't revert to the chase sequence at the end of like Halo One and Halo Three, where you're driving a warthog across an exploding ship because those oh. are awful. I hated those. The only thing good about those is the music. Yes. Um, you do get the Halo theme at the end when you're fighting a boss. I mean, you, you, I the final boss games. fight is is it's a good fight. You've got you know, she's jumping around fighting, and then she calls people in, and it takes strategy, and it's it's a good fight. But then you get to the end, and nothing is resolved, and and it doesn't even have an ending. You're still on the ring. You don't escape. You just have to go back out and do some more stuff. And it's just, I mean, the story doesn't do anything. I don't understand half the stuff is going on because I didn't play Halo Wars two apparently, which is where these characters come from. It's just, I mean, I, I, I wish it was more. Well, but for the for the diehard fans, it probably is just what they want. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound... I don't think I'd be disappointed with what you're describing, although that end section does sound like butts. Yeah. I I mean, for me, Halo's always been the tertiary Microsoft franchise. It's behind Gears and Forza, like, a ways. So mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not brokenhearted about it. It was some good shooting. I'm glad I didn't pay for it specifically, but it's uninstalled. I don't feel the need to go back to it anytime soon. Yeah, Guardians Guardians is definitely a you kind of game because it's just forward and then it's over and on to the next. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with it. The soundtrack's great. Yeah, no, it is. My, bro- my brother is like, why did you get me this when you said it wasn't good? I'm like, I didn't say it wasn't good. I said I didn't enjoy it. It got very good reviews. You might like it. So I also played the third... Um, Dark Pictures Anthology. Oh, wow. That's... Which is House of Ashes. Okay. That's a bunch of guys in like a rack, right? Uh, yeah. So it's a bunch of guys. It's it's very like, it's trying to be kind of gritty. Like, why are we here? It's kind of a thing that just comes off as, as pandering. Just to suffer. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, maybe we deserve this, what's happening. So it, it starts off, you're there looking for WMDs. You fall into a hole that's full of basically ancient Mesopotamian vampire things and you fight with that for a while and it turns out they're aliens and you're like why is this happening mm-hmm. and then it ends and it's 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 barely a game oh it's an interactive i mean but they all have i mean i missed the, the middle one man of medan was the same thing it's it's basically a, a series of interactive cutscenes. yeah but uh okay well maybe you'll never know but i think the question for that kind of game is how much does it branch depending on your choices and you play the rules um, right I or played you just through die it once. if you I, make the wrong choice? Yeah. Yeah, I played through... I, I looked through the achievements, and you can have, like, one person live, three people live. I got through and everybody was alive, because yeah. it's not that hard to make the right decisions. You have to, like, intentionally kill people if you're trying to do it that way. Yeah. Um, it's This one's also leveraging the whole play it with an audience thing, where you can play multiplayer or play with, like, on stream or something like that, and people can give you suggestions on choices or something like that. It's nice if they're so hopeful for the audience for this I, Yeah, I, I can't imagine horror or even horror adjacent being good with an audience like that it's actually that, part of that dead by daylight game does have uh, a lot of players on twitch yeah that does make sense that makes sense um do you remember a few weeks ago alex briefly mentioned uh deedlet and wonder labyrinth that record of lotus war metrovania yes yeah it was on game pass i finished it it's like five hours long <laughs> it's so short it's not that's not even a metroidvania to me no it's it, the first it area of a metroidvania yeah, it, it isn't, and the, the problem is, is it, it feels very, very limited. This is the same people who made that weird kind of um, bullet hell Metroidvania. I can't remember the name of it. Me neither. Um, it was actually really good, um, but it was super hard. I didn't finish it. This one, it's like they took that and they went, okay, that was too hard. Let's go in the other direction and make this one that's way too easy. Oh. Um, it also suffers from, like, there's no skill trees. There's, like, five different magic spells, none of which are useful, and the only equipment is your sword or your bow. That's it. So not much changes. Not much sense of progression. Yeah, not much sense of progression other than going through. It's it's the, the Metrovania exploration itself is very very linear. But I mean, I did it in two sittings. That's not a pro. That's not no, a pro. It's not. No, no, it's not. No. It's not. Not for this kind of game. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I'm glad it was on Game Pass because I didn't want to pay. I didn't pay any money for it. Okay, what else have you played this week? Um, that's it. I started Guardians, and I, I just, I, I'm actually, I'm honestly, it's good. really enjoying it. It's, it doesn't it's bind an me. That, it doesn't bother me that this is like not the Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of like, 
Like, okay. No, we this care- is fun. This is like reading a comic. It's it's yeah. not the same guy writing it. It's not the same guy directing it. But these are still those characters, and these people writing the characters get the characters. It's great. They do. It, it, they're much much better as characters than anybody in Marvel's Avengers were. Because Avengers had that same thing. We can't use the movie likenesses, but we're going to be close. This one's oh, not yeah. even trying to use the movie likenesses. It's just these are the these are different versions of those characters. Yeah, that's true. It was really disappointing in that Avengers game. Yeah, Quill is a little more bumbling. Gamora is not quite as acerbic. Drax is kind of dumber. Uh, Ratchet or Rocket? Rocket is more of a dick in this. I feel like. Yeah, well, absolutely. More, more of a dick than I've seen him be in the Marvel movies, and I kind of like that. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. He's like. Oscar and Groot is Groot. Groot remains Groot. <laughs> Groot. Groot is an innocent child of nature, and we love him. <laughs> they actually named what he was like a like a blossom, something last of his kind. Something. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, there was. Hold on, hold on. It, it, you didn't get to this part in Guardians. They get captured right after they they escape the exclusion zone. They get captured by the universe police, whatever they are. Okay. And they're like, "You can't arrest us. We are licensed heroes." Yeah. And 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 um, Quill goes to Rocket. Did you submit our application? And Rocket goes, "Yeah." And the guard finds it and he reads off what Rocket submitted. You know, and, and Rocket wrote in participating members. You know, Groot, last was kind. Blah blah this. Blah blah that. You know, Rocket, Rocket, definitely not a raccoon, certifiable genius, Gamora, deadliest woman in the galaxy, Drax, you know, convicted man kill, convicted manslaughter, this and that, killed Thanos and Peter Quill. <laughs> it's, it, is, it was so funny. Quill's like, Startled. what did you do? Rocket's like, well, there's a character limit. Sorry. It was just, <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> no, like, yeah, the writing is great. The writing yeah. is great, but it's not a good game. To me, um, the no, play the of it, is not, all yeah. the ways in which you interact with it, like beyond like walking around the ship and picking up shit and talking to people, that all that stuff was great. Um, but but even then, like it's not like super fun to play. It's fun to watch. And in here, I will be the observer for a while. I'm fine with that. Um, so last week, uh, the new uh, oh god, what's his name? <clears throat> Where's Alex? <laughs> Hang on. Working. Grand. Butchering. Yeah, but he's not... What My point is Alex isn't helping me name film directors. He's not, he's not here, yes. Uh, last week, the new Wes Anderson movie became available to get over streaming services. Wes, Anders, Wes Anderson is the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's Moonrise Kingdom. He's Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's Isle of yeah. Dogs. So which one was this one? This was... Uh, oh, God. I got, uh, uh, look it up. No, no. I, have... The name is very long. Wes Anderson movies. Click... Uh, we have the internet. It can be. It's, well, the the short version is the French Dispatch. Oh, okay. It's got it's got like a full name. Hang on, the fresh, the French Dispatch of Liberty, Kansas, of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Mm, okay. And so, what this represents is a film that goes through the stories that take up the final issue of the French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Uh, because the guy who ran the who ran the paper and the guy loved his writers, and um, and was fiercely protective of him of them, but he was also a bit eccentric himself. He had a sign above his door that said "No crying." Mm. Uh, played by Bill Murray, of course, he dies, and in his will upon his death, everyone gets paid a lot of money. Uh, but there will be one additional issue of the magazine, and then the magazine will close forever, and that's it. And so the movie is each article in the magazine um, 
leaping into a different story told by a different writer at the magazine. Hmm. And so it's an it's a the type of structure that Wes Anderson I don't recall ever doing something like this before. This is like Wes Anderson decided to do his his pulp fiction. Okay. As his 10th film instead of his second, you know. Um so it's it's a director who has a very very distinct style, a very distinct style of writing, um a very distinct visual style, probably more than anything, um doing something very very ambitious and just and as someone who loves Wes Anderson movies, I really do. Like going seeing a Wes Anderson movie for the first time for me is often like um I don't want to say it feels like going to church. <laughs> it, it it feels like it feels like an emotional massage, and I leave mm. feeling so refreshed and optimistic about the world. There's something reverent about it, yes. There's something always so beautiful and optimistic about Wes. This Anderson thing is a ridiculous too. cast, but that's not unusual for a Wes Anderson movie. No, it's not. But this cast is particularly ridiculous because the uh, because there's so many stories going on. There's there's so many different characters, and Wes Anderson has always done this thing where he introduces characters with tons of weird extraneous detail, and because you're skipping repeatedly. To from from this section to this section where we meet these other characters, like it's it feels like a full ten uh, percent of this movie is just character introductions before we start <laughs> running with them. And then once you're running with them, it's it's that wonderful Wes Anderson brilliance again. Uh, there's some stuff in there that was that made me okay. Leah Sado, I think, is the actor's name. She, Simone is the character. I'm looking at the IMDb page here. She's not. She's not in like the first. Oh yeah, there she is. Yes, Leah Sado. Um, her her part uh, involves uh, a psychotic criminal who is a, a classically trained artist, and he decides after like ten years in prison, not saying a word or anything, he decides he wants to try pottery, and then she very quickly no- realizes that this guy's gifted. And keeps on trying to get him to paint as part of his rehabilitation. And it gets to the point where she's posing for him naked. Mm. And he's and he's frantically painting. And she's doing... And she is... Uh, she plays a French woman, but she plays her, like, with the sternness to me of, like, a German. <laughs> like, it's, it's very clear 100% of the time that this woman is the authority in the relationship. In all ways. She's literally a security guard in the guy's jail. Uh, and and she's standing in front of him naked holding Olympic, Olympian poses. And it's okay. Leah Sado. She's a very attractive woman. And on, on the one hand, I'm immediately like, do we need to see her naked? Is this necessary? Could you not shoot this in such a way that it's still beautiful um, without what feels... I don't know. Like, it is, it's so beautiful that it's hard not to be pleased with it as a guy. You know? Yeah. And, but at the same time, I wonder if my recoiling like that, is that repression? Is that what that is? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, so, it, it's... but, a, but a great, maybe great art makes you question yourself. Anyway, let's go through this cast list. I want to say, again, Lisa Doe does a great job. I really liked her story. Uh, but let's go through the cast list. Benicio Del Toro, Adrian mm-hmm. Brody, Tilda Swinton, Lisa Doe, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Lina Cootie has a small part, as I recall. Jeffrey Wright is fantastic in this. Uh, Matthew Almarak, I don't, I've seen him as very little, in very little yes. else. That's a name I don't remember okay, well, so far, yeah. He was a bad guy in one of the Bond movies, but for me, he was the butler 
um, that stole or that uh, that was killed at the end of the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's got a very distinctive face. Anyway, Steve Park, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Bob uh, Balaban, who you'll know him to see him, Henry Winkler, uh, Lois Smith, who again you'd know her to hear her or see her, uh, Tony Revolori, mm-hmm. who was yeah. the, who was the leading Grand Budapest, um, and then I don't know these other two guys. An incredible cast, uh, a big, broad, ambitious, beautiful movie. Um, a little, a little insufferable in the classic Wes Anderson way, but it's also insufferable because he's representing all these different journalistic voices that inspired him, and so it's also insufferable and beautiful and romanticized in their way. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I didn't rent it. I bought that shit. I love Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. There's, yeah, there's no way I'm going to wait until it comes to Disney Plus to to watch that again. Um, I absolutely loved it. But but Wes Anderson has my number. And I'm almost sorry that my number is so formulaic, but I love it. It's it's like um it's like I it's like I imagine the feeling women get from lifetime movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well my wife has been watching a lot of cheesy Christmas movies lately, but you know <laughs> I haven't watched any. I usually watch Scrooge and I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't really. I haven't been in the mood. No, well, like that. Okay, I have a great excuse for not being in the mood. You've still got a home. Gotta get that tree up. Is your tree up? Yeah, the tree's up. The house is decorated. There's a few lights outside. Then it's hard not to be in the mood when the tree's up and lit. Well, true, but I mean, honestly, I'm not going to see anybody between. I mean, except for work between now and Monday, they're gone. Everybody's gone. So. Yeah, I'm alone now for the next couple of days. So you're, you're going to be alone on Christmas Day? Yeah. On Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working Christmas Eve. Wow. And Christmas Day, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, there's no way I could get, you know, home and back well, again because I, I got to work on Sunday. Where did they go? They drove up to the fa- see the family. Oh. So they're going to have, they're gonna have to. a big Christmas and you're just not going to? Not... So you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it there for you, my friend, that there is one reason for them not to, and I wish him a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. No I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take advantage of living in a warmer climate. It's supposed to be 60 degrees Fahrenheit on Christmas Day. I'm going to jump onto my motorcycle. I'm going to go for a drive on the mountains. And that is my plan to be have some peace on Christmas Day. <laughs> sounds good. It's like <laughs> Should be good. I'm looking forward to it. This this week there was uh, I'm not even gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna reference I was gonna reference an SNL sketch from the last week, so it's not that bad, but it's bad enough that I'm not gonna reference it. <laughs> um, okay, there, didn't SNL film with no <laughs> audience? Did they shut down again? Yeah, they did. They showed a couple pre-recorded sketches and then a bunch of the best Christmas sketches from previous seasons. Okay, yeah, because they shut down because of Omicron, yeah. And your adventure on your bike uh, brings to mind the Christmas for the Jews sketch. Mm-hmm. Which is like all the all the Jews in New York are like all the all the Christians and Catholics are gone. All right, let's go get Chinese food and go to the movies, everyone. <laughs> and they all just go and have a great time in a big empty city. And so you're having the Jewish Christmas. I I am the the roads should be clear. It's gonna be nice. I'll walk the dogs and I'll disappear for a couple of hours. It'll be fine. Um, It'll be fine. Okay, so there are three. Before we move on, I forgot there are three. Uh, quotes from the French Dispatch that I wrote down because they were so fucking good. I had to stop mm. the movie, rewind, and write them down. 
<clears throat> so a section of the town in which the paper is, exists is being described by one of the authors, and it goes like this. After receiving the host, marauding choir boys, half drunk on the blood of Christ, stock unwary pensioners, and seek havoc. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Oh, that's pretty good. Here's the next one. Why are you crying? Tear gas. And I suppose I feel sad. <laughs> this is Francis McDormand uh, wow. answering a young, nude Timothy Chalamet in the tub. <laughs> he then gets out of the tub and, you know, cover, covers himself. You never see him. And it feels like a response to Leah Sado. <laughs> but it also feels like, like, I know Timothy Chalamet is held up as very desirable. I, I don't feel it's equivalent. Yeah, it's not the same, yeah. Okay. And then uh, upon the death of the editor, they're all sitting in his office. And um, someone has to say to someone else, no crying. Is someone coming to take him away? There was a strike at the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was just, is this his corpses in the room? Or what? Yeah, his corpses sitting in the office, and they're all discussing how they're going to write his obituary. But there was a strike at the it's a, morgue. It's a great scene. Um, one of, and the, okay, last week I very much tempted Alex with my description of Breath of the Wild to the point where he's thinking about buying a Switch. Good luck. And so I know. You're not going to find <laughs> one anytime soon, yeah. It's a little challenging. But uh, so this week I just kind of had an observation about the design of the game that I thought would do a great job in continuing to tempt Alex into Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And Alex, if you're listening, this is for you. There are a lot of puzzles in the game that you generally need a big heavy weapon to solve, like uh, something that you can, you know, break, um, uh, break boxes with or mm. smash mineral deposits with. Or often you'll... You'll freeze a heavy object in time with one of your rune abilities, and then you'll hit it repeatedly. Like, let's say there's just a big flat metal stone over a chest or something that you want to get. You walk up to it, you freeze time on the chest, you pull out a sledgehammer, you hit that rock that's frozen in time like five times. Oh, yeah, I know this. Yep. Yeah, then you unfreeze time, and the rock goes flying away, absorbing all those moments of impact in one, in one moment. It's neat. But by doing this, you've damaged your sledgehammer. As you, as you move through the game, you find more and more ways to solve puzzles until you get to the point where you walk up to one of these things and you have a sledgehammer you want to use. But do you remember the enemy Octoroks? Yes, I do. So picture, like, describe an Octorok. Because when I think of an Octorok, I think of the old pixel art. I, I, I do think of that's like an octopus that kind of pops out of the ground and spits rocks at you. Yeah, it's an octopus with a big bulbous head where it's also got like a wide circle mouth. Yeah, and yeah. then it, and then it po it pops up and it shoots a thing at you. In Breath of the Wild, Octoroks are really fun, annoying enemies. They're little jerks in Breath of the Wild. They hide yeah. uh, with bushes on their head, so they just look like bushes. You don't know where they are. And then something hits you with a rock, and you turn around, and there's just a bunch of fucking bushes there. <laughs> and you wait, and you look, and it, there's and nothing. One of them moves. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, one of the one of the bushes just scurries around the ground that way. Where the fuck did it go? If you abandon, so they're wonderful enemies to fight. And if you eventually kill them, you might get Octorok balloons in mm -hmm. in the crap that they drop. There's tentacles. Uh, often they'll drop fish if you kill them in the water. Um, and Octorok balloons. I never did shit with Octorok balloons. But one day, I'm walking along and I'm trying to get all the um, I'm trying to get all the Koroks in a certain region. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually I've maxed out my inventory slots for for uh, sword like handheld weapons melee weapons 
I have every single slot. The last one took 55 Korok seeds to get. Jeez. I know. Okay. So I'm going around getting Korok seeds, and there's a giant slab of metal that I have, or a giant slab of rock that I have to move. Uh, but I don't have any sledgehammers, and I don't have any weapons that I'm prepared to waste beating on a rock. I've got, like, Lionel swords and shit. I'm not wasting them on this. <laughs> and I look at this thing, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know what? I open my inventory. I put two uh, I put two Octorock balloons in it, as if I'm going to cook with them. And then I drop them onto the rock. And they lift the rock into the air. Hey! That's Breath of the Wild. It's... It... it uh, <laughs> Alex. Mm. Alex, it's so good. If he can and, find one. If he can find one. Yeah. I'm sure they're used out there somewhere. No, you can't even find used ones right now. As a purveyor of, of fine resale goods, no. Wow. Well, good for Nintendo. Nothing. I don't have any PlayStation 4s in stock right now. They're just gone. Hmm. It was a fine console. And it was. And you can't and really, find five. If you can't find a five and your kids have nothing. That's, that's Yeah, they're buying fours. You promised so, an upgrade from the three, Dad. Uh, yeah. Well, I did. I also did not go see Matrix Resurrections. Neither did I. Thought about it. And what's, what's like pending my noodle right now, to quote it, is that on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic and audience score are the same. Okay, and what is that? 67. Wow. Okay, I don't and believe it's the that. Same. I'm not going to. I'm not going to trust that. I am hyped for this. I am still. I still remain hyped for this. That said, I'm not hyped enough that I want to go to a theater. See, uh, reviews. I've seen reviews saying that it is a, a successful follow-up. I've seen reviews saying it is worse than, well, whatever the third one is, Revelations. I'm like, it cannot um, possibly be worse. I'm than looking at the. I'm. I was. I remember that. watching the trailer and seeing Neo and Trinity meet again and wondering. If the revelation of this is going to be that Neo is Trinity, or that Trinity is Neo, Trinity is what Neo will become, or something like that. Like, if, if it was very overt about the trans message. Um, I don't know. I have not, to be honest, I have not seen any of the big spoilers of it. One theory I saw from the other trailers is that, that Neo, or that Trinity is the one this time. Oh, but, then there you go. Yeah, I mean... Which, I, that's fine. I mean, I've, uh, no, I, I, I'd, I'd rather see that movie. That sounds like an awesome fucking movie. Carrie yeah. Ann Moss popping off at, a la Neo for an hour and a half. That's a great fucking movie so, right there. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, the, the thing is, the, some of the bad reviews are so bad. Well, like, hey, I, okay, I'm looking at Wall, Wall Street Journal here. The Matrix Resurrections is a recycling dump of murky effects, indifferent action, and a crazily cluttered, relentlessly repetitive narrative. It's Groundhog Day in cyberpunk. But I'm looking at the person writing the review, and it's this grumpy old white guy. Yeah, is, you know, yeah. No, I'm still hyped for this. That guy doesn't. That guy doesn't dilute my hype at all. Not at all. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'll make my own choice. You guys didn't like the last two. Nobody liked for, the last two. No, I didn't mind them for years. Oh. For years, I was like, no, they were okay. They gave me some stuff. Some stuff. If you stuff. took two and three and trimmed them down to one hour and a half movie, I know it would still and, be like a C. And, the, and neither <laughs> of them are as good as the first one. I agree, but at the same time, it gave us the Burly Brawl, and wasn't that awesome at the time? Uh, you watch Burly Brawl now, it's like ooh, CG. Yeah, well, the Burly Brawl has not aged well, but the, the highway chase scene in the second one is actually still really great. has. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I watched that recently, and it was yeah. 
Uh, I actually have one more movie to talk about. Oh, sure. What do you got? Okay. Have you heard of Lamb? I, I have. It's that weird horrorish movie, isn't it? Okay. Uh, you, horror the trailers not, look horror movie-ish, don't, 100% don't they? 100% they do. Yeah, horror does not describe this movie. Hmm. Uh, it's a drama with some thriller aspects to it. But even then, the thriller aspect is like, what the fuck? Where did this kid come from? <laughs> and uh, so, so, listener, on uh, I'm going to get the location right, so I'm going to Google this. But it's starring Numi Rapici. If you do, you, do you know the name? Mm, I sound familiar, but I could not name something that she's been in. Uh, she's been in all kinds of stuff. Hang on, I'm just gonna pop open her Wikipedia and go film, and See? I'm going to list off uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, played with fire, kicked the hornet's oh, nest. Okay. Uh, she was she was the original Elizabeth Salander. The the trailer is totally cut like a horror movie. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, it is, and it's it's a very stressful. It's a fairly stressful film to watch. Now, specifically to remember this actor, do you remember the Alien movie where the lady had to get into the pod to get the thing out oh, of her? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Numi Rapici. Oh. I've seen Numi Rapici in a ton of stuff. This is her um, in in her native Iceland, um, speaking her native language. She hmm, plays okay. she plays this plain simple woman who lives on a sheep farm with her husband. Um, I forget his name. Uh, he's, a, he's a fine actor. There's another actor in it who's also good. But as someone who's just seen Numi Rapici in a lot of things, I have never seen Numi Rapici um, more empathetic or magnetic in a role. Um, hmm. She is impossible to look away from for this for anything she's in. She's so good in this. She's so good in this. But... The story of Lamb is not about how good she is. What it's a to me, what's remarkable about this movie is it starts with a bunch of shots of the sheep and livestock and the dog that's wandering around mm. and the cat that's here. And you immediately notice the amount of character and charisma in these animals. You immediately feel like these animals are not sitting there being directed or called by someone offset. Uh, these animals are just like looking at things in their environment and making decisions. And you, it's, it was amazing. It was shocking the amount of, I don't want to say humanity, that it introduced to these animals just in the way it was shot. And I looked, I actually looked up the movie and how, it turns out how patient they were with getting the animals comfortable with okay. all the film shit so that these okay. were, these animals were just being themselves they weren't actually being directed and as a result a lot of it took a lot of time to do mm. so one day on this sheep farm listener um, <laughs> <laughs> they're delivering babies and it's an it's a remarkable uh, se- sequence of kind of scenes because you actually see numerapici sitting there reaching into a sheep and pulling a uh, a live baby sheep out of it, she actually delivered two sheep while filming this movie. They filmed them both. It was yep. they're amazing scenes. Um, and then one of the sheep begins to, and actually they're sitting there, they're sitting there just talking, and they hear the dog bark, and they both look at each other. Okay, out of the sheep, yeah. And they stand up and they walk into the barn, and the dog is in front of the sheep that is clearly going into labor, so they get to work. And when the product of this labor drops out, they both look at each other and then look down at what's come out and gather it up and bring it into the house. And all you see is that it's got a sheep's head for the next fucking half hour at least. (laughs) But eventually it's revealed that the child has, they call her Ada, she has a sheep's head, Uh, she has 
her right arm, I think, is a, a furred sheep's uh, appendage that ends in a hoof, and the rest of her is the body of a human. Her, her left arm is human, and her legs are human. And they dress okay. her, and they talk to her. She can't speak. But they're very happy. But ne- but what shocked, what kind of bothered the fuck out of me is that they were they were seemingly unbothered by... This hybrid creature. This hybrid creature, the mystery of its origin, they were unconcerned. They just took it in. Now, this is sort of explained later when it's revealed that they there is a grave there with the same name as what she has decided to call this little sheep child. So they lost a child. Maybe that's why she's not prepared to question this and she just feels like it's a gift. But we, the audience, are aware that this is unnatural, <laughs> or like this. What is we wrong we with don't. This? Yeah. yeah, we don't understand this thing. We don't understand its origins. There is something horrific about this. But the movie is not interested in explaining this yet, and it it just it it goes so slowly. It takes it takes its time so much that it. I just stuck with it almost out of spite because it's got to get somewhere eventually. And it does. I'm watching the ending right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it does It does get there eventually. And it explains everything. So um, I have to know, who's who's this tall guy with the sheep's head who shoots the father? Um, well, that's the spoiler. So now, spoiler. You, don't, now you don't have to watch it, listener. You, wait wait know, a fucking... Well, anyway. I can't believe you did that. This movie just came out and you just spoiled the ending. Now, I was oh, about no, to say... I was about to say, I don't recommend it. There okay, are, well, there. there. Are now, now, we, now that we don't recommend it, I'm watching the ending, and there's this tall, naked sheep guy who shoots the guy in the another guy in the throat. Where did it? Okay, what's the explanation? Where does this guy come from? Who knows? It's a force of nature, and we were never. They, don't, they really don't explain it. <clears throat> no, we, we we were never meant to understand it, but um, when she f- comes out and finds the the child gone and her husband dead, she cries for a bit, but you get the sense that she'll be okay. Yeah. And and it, and because she, you know, uh, nature gave her this gift for a little while, and then it took it away, because it was nature's to begin with. Um. So, <sighs> brill- like a lot of it was brilliantly done. Some aspects of it were brilliantly done, much like Eidos's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, yeah. But as an entertainment, it's just more interesting than it is entertaining. Okay. So I can't, I can't really recommend it. Grand Budapest is entertaining as fuck. Not Grand Budapest, French Dispatch. <laughs> so, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? <clears throat> so, I, I just can't understand how this giant sheep man suddenly comes out and knows how to use a gun. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of shown the way they talk to Ada or Ada. Um, the way they talk to her, it's kind of shown that she she, she has you know totally reasonable intelligence. She just can't speak because she's a goat. Or yeah, she... doesn't have the, the vocal cords ah. or whatever. Yep. <laughs> God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that was the that was the other note was that there's that actually makes a character of the mother that birthed Ada. Oh, the sheep. Okay. Yeah, of the sheep that birthed Ada, and eventually the sheep figures out in what room of the house they're keeping Ada in, like they're her, that her bassinet is in, and she stands outside the window and bleats day and night. Yeah. And um, uh, Numi Rapici well, gets more and more upset with this until. <laughs> Until she handles the problem. Oh, she kills the mother. It's kind of amazing to make that character, like, it was amazing. It was amazing that it made you 
care about like a sheep in a murder plot kind of way and not just this is an animal that we're going to and and it's really hammered home that this was a murder not like a sheep that was slaughtered because she doesn't slaughter it she takes it out into into the moors way way out picks up a shovel oh and she buries the body Mm. yeah so like it's really treated that way it's kind again more interesting than entertaining (laughs) So does that mean it's time for headlines? I think it's time for headlines. Headlines. <clears throat> In entertainment news, John Wick 4 has been delayed to 2023. Here's hoping the pandemic is over by then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I don't want to say on the bright side of the pandemic, but on the bright side of the pandemic, I really appreciate that a movie will be in theaters and then available for streaming like a month later. I love that. That's true. I love that. Um, okay. In the series finale of Hawkeye this week, that uh, Disney Plus series, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff happened. First of all, there was a ton of Yelena action, um, which is um, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, who was the lead in, um, uh, not Hereditary, the one after, Midsommar. Okay. Uh, Florence Pugh continues to just be the best fucking casting choice the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever made. Uh, every moment she's on, she's on screen is just... Uh, it's bubbling champagne. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the end of the, at the very, very end, it's revealed that one of the kind of <clears throat> Avengers trinkets that Hawkeye was trying to get back over the course of the show is a watch. And when he gets home to his family, uh, he walks up to the same actor who's played his loving wife through all of the Avengers movies. And I was sitting there watching this thinking, man, I wonder if this actor is pissed off that she's in this like multi-billion dollar franchise as the woman who really hopes her husband gets home safe. Does yeah. That, does that doesn't annoy, do much of anything. Yeah. Does yeah. that annoy the fuck out of her? And then he hands her the watch and he says, take better care of this next time. And she turns it over and it says Agent 19 on it. She goes, thanks. Mm. Now, that reveals that Hawkeye's wife this entire time has been a Marvel superhero named Mockingbird. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent 19. And so fans are flipping out. And so to, to sit there reflecting on, man, I wish this woman had actually had a bigger character, to getting it turned into, oh, she's a character. So I'm like, She's oh, going to get, yeah, she might get something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was really, that was really fun. Um, and finally, Spider-Man No Way Home was apparently the third biggest global box office opening for a film of all time, regardless of the pandemic. I've heard that it's, not actually that great. Uh, it depends on who you listen to. It was also Sony's single biggest movie launch or biggest movie opening ever, five hundred and eighty-seven point two million. Uh, us Americans are tired of you know not doing things. We'll yeah. die for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're double so backed, you're not die. But... Well, I have not gotten my third booster yet, but I will soon. I will. I can walk into a I'm... CVS and do it. I just haven't had time. Yeah, it's not that convenient for us. My local my local supermarket pharmacy, like they, they will have announcements over the loudspeaker when you're shopping for groceries saying, come to our pharmacy for your COVID shot. Uh, do you need a booster? We're here for you. And then you mm-hmm. go to the pharmacy and they say, and they hand you a slip of paper and say, you have to go to this website. So you go to the website, but the store isn't listed on the website. You can't actually book an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, really I can literally just walk in and say, I would like my booster, please. And they'll give it to you. Richest country in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I have not gotten my third is that I have not had two days off in a row because I know I don't want to take the chance of feeling like shit that next day. So, well, it's, But it's just another booster of the thing you've already had two of. I know, but... Like, did you feel like shit the last time? 
Um, I was okay for most of the day, but then the Tylenol wore off about three o'clock, and I was like, "Ooh." Um, did I tell you what my symptoms were when I got both my shots? No. Oh God. Okay, so check this out. Okay, so I get the shot right. I get home where where the needle went in, right? Like where they yeah. jab you. It was a little sore for like a day and a half, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, that's you're not it, huh? It was a little sore. Yeah, that's it's yeah, that's all sore. I got. Was a little sore yeah, initial was nothing. Boosted the, the the first booster was. I felt a little sick, but eh. I had to go into the office last week. Or last week? Yeah, I think no, it was the week week before last week. Yeah, it was last week. <laughs> had to go into the office last Friday. <laughs> is, is the passage of time like losing meaning for you because you just don't leave the house that often? <laughs> uh, there's a Nine Inch Nails song I like called "Every Day Is Exactly the Same," and it goes like this: <clears throat> I believe I can see the future, for I repeat the same routine. So yeah, last week I went to the office and getting home that day, just the stress of going into the office and dealing with crap and then other stress later on in the day, I smoked so much that I felt like I was getting, uh, like I was getting sick, but it was just stress. It was just stress. But the COVID shot, no, nothing. In Overwatch news, uh, a bunch of streamers were invited to a meeting with the Overwatch devs this week and like every single one came away saying they were so hyped for what was going to happen to Overwatch in 2022. They were super pleased and really happy about it. They were under NDA, couldn't say anything beyond what they were feeling about it. They're feeling fantastic. And the list was like 20 streamers long. That could mean they're all just being paid off. Like, here, you're all getting a check in 2022. Oh, that's great. That is entirely possible. I had not considered that. Thank you for for alerting (laughs) me. Ruining that for you, yes. No, no, I don't don't mind healthy cynicism. We got to be critical or else we're just Fox News watchers. Uh, Weird West has been delayed until March 31st for further polish, which is always a good thing. Mm. Okay, so that's that is a top-down sort of action RPG from the dis- from an ex-Dishonored dev. Yeah, yeah. Take some time on it. That's fine. Yeah, that's, uh, it sounds like it could be very cool. Uh, Twitch co-founder Justin Can and the guy Justin TV was named for launched a site called Fractal, Fractal's Discord server. So this separate chat thing that Fractal had got hacked this week. And the hackers put on a thing that looked official, like it was coming from the Fractal people, saying, all right, guys, we're doing a limited time drop of NFTs. Uh, Get in and buy these while you can. There's only 333 of them. And and so the Fractal community uh, jumped at it, gave these scammers $150,000 before it got detected and shut down. Oh, jeez. And there are no leads. So another NFT news, the Stalker 2 developers have decided to not do their NFT nonsense. I don't, I didn't even hear about this. They were going to basically allow you to buy an NFT, uh, NFT abilities, like like very, very specific abilities or avatars for the game. And the community was like, uh, that's really stupid. Don't do this. But the Ubisoft community is saying that too. And Ubisoft is like, yeah, we know what we're doing. It's just yeah, like DLC. Well, that, that, that's the difference between <laughs> Ubisoft and everyone else. <laughs> uh, so many Ubisoft employees have left the company over the past year and a half that the remaining employees have taken to calling it the Great Exodus and the Cut Artery. Way to go, <laughs> Ubisoft. You continue to suck. It just means that their next... Far Cry and Assassin's Creed games can be even that much further off. No, we got this huge Far Cry DLC coming relatively soon, and that's how Far Cry, or no, sorry, um, uh, Assassin's Creed DLC coming, the Ragnarok thing, and that's oh, that's how yeah. the world will be expanded moving forward. Maybe they're just going to stick with this time period and 
flesh it out in various areas. I, mm. We will never get the Japan I'll or never China know. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no, that nope. that one I would play. You set an Assassin's Creed in like China, and whoa, I'm there. I'm there. I'm back with Assassin's Creed just because you gave me an open world action RPG in China. But you had that kinda in Japan. Um, no, it was really more of an action game, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, there's RPG aspects to it. Skill trees and whatnot. But. I really hope there's some iteration on that game. I really want to see more of that game. I want more deeper interaction with the world in that game. I want it to matter. I want some choices to matter. Mm. Uh, on Eurogamer's last report, it appears Ubisoft managed to sell a grand total of 15 NFTs through its Quartz storefront thing. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft management has repeatedly said they're moving hard into NFTs, despite pushback from the public and staff, comparing it to DLC, and apparently feel NFTs are just the beginning. <sighs> nobody so, wants those non-fungible tokens what if, what if this is breath of the wild i don't think it is <laughs> <laughs> we're no, looking at this not. like Ew, and it turn in five years i'm gonna go man nfts are so cool no they've improved no, my life so not. much do you know what costs apparently beyond the cost of the item itself apparently it costs about a hundred dollars just to mint an nft that is to like put the information into the blockchain that this yeah. specific thing exists. It's mostly electricity costs, yeah. just because the computing power required for these things. Yeah, if you got Final Fantasy VII Remake through PlayStation Plus, you'll be able to upgrade that version to integrate for free this week. Also, Luffy's DLC is on sale. Is it Luffy's Little Ninja Girl? Uh, no, Yuffie. Luffy. Yuffie. 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 Yes. Yuffie. So I wonder because I I bought it, but I never bought the upgrade. But I have PlayStation Plus. The upgrade was free if you bought it, but if you bought it on disc, um, I don't know. It shouldn't be this hard. It really shouldn't. I don't think it is. Like, just open up the game and then say upgrade to integrate, and you'll probably be able to do it. Like, why don't you try? I I never reinstalled it in the PlayStation 5. I'm pretty sure I did it. Yeah, I never reinstalled it. I think it was just like it it checked to see if I had, like, did you buy digital? Yeah, I bought digital. So I think it just checked to see if I had a digital, and then I was just able to download integrate. I think, yeah. but it was a while back. I mean, I don't really need to play it again, so it's not like <laughs> I care that much. Yeah, but the 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 Yuffie stuff. The Yuffie stuff, yeah, that, that would actually all be new. I've been mispronouncing it this whole time. Yuffie. Yeah. Okay. Yuffie. Hades just won the first ever Hugo Award for a video game. Uh, the Hugo, <laughs> no, the Hugos are like a really kind of prestigious. It is the award for science fiction and fantasy. Is the Hugo yeah. Awards. Um, it is currently a special category that's just been added in 2021. And because it's a new category, they were not restricted to any year. They could just look through all of history. Do you know what the number two vote getter was? The Last of Us? No. Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's so sad. I'm not even joking. That's so sad. Last of Us 2 was on the list. Uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Okay. How the let's not relitigate it, but how the last two executed its story was brilliant. Um, its story was stupid. <laughs> it was a stupid story executed impeccably. <laughs> I think that's the best way let's to describe I, it. And the gameplay can, was so good. Let's see if I can find the list. Where no, no, it's just Hades. See, I saw it on uh, on um, checkpoint. <laughs> Which I still watch. Loading Ready Runs Checkpoint because, you know, just just doing this podcast, I don't get enough Canadians. I need more. Yeah. 
we're we're so fine. I watch people. them. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, keep going. I'll find it. Hugo Award video game. No, it is Google. Darn it. Hades Animal Crossing Spirit Fair, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part Two, and Blaze Ball. Yeah, I don't even know what that one is. What the fuck is Blaze? God, we're so old. I don't know. What Blaze is Ball? Like, Breath, the Breath of the Wild thing throws me so much. I want to, like, check out. Blaze, B-L-S-E, Blaze Ball? A baseball simulation horror game developed by the Game Band released on released July 2020. I've never heard of this. Web Played by web browser? Baseball simulation horror game. So, I, based on that list of nominees, I don't give a shit about the Hugo Awards and what they think about video games. No, no, but I... I uh... Wow. Now, if, if it's if it's if it's just Final Fantasy web based, it's still yeah, a game. It's still a game. Like technically, like they, if you want to give best science fiction narrative to any video game in the past of of all time, you could give it to Windows Solitaire. You could That's nominate true. it. You'd be dumb to do that. Well, there's a difference between the video game Hall of Fame and an award like this. There are things that you would put in the Hall of Fame that would never get. A best of year award. True. So. Uh, uh, that Sony indie Little Devil Inside will now launch winter 2020. So like the end of next year, apparently. Because all the trailers told us so much about what it is. We have exactly. no idea what's going on. Yeah. It still looks so cute. Uh, Valve confirmed this week that the Steam Deck will actually launch in February. It was supposed to launch this month. You'll be able to buy one, but you know, that's okay. Um, so, I'm sure people have pre-ordered them. Blazeball... It's like, oh, you have to, like, sign up for it. Okay. Ugh, I'm not going to do this now. Speaking of signing up, to li- listeners, I need to apologize oh, yeah. for the last episode going up late. Um, what happened was we were using a free podcast hosting place called Shout Engine. And there were issues occasionally. Without warning or any anything last night, I go to upload the episode last week Friday, and Shout Engine is just kind of gone. Which has happened on occasion. Sometimes you go there and it's like this IP. Yeah, but this one was like it's it was actually like a note saying it's gone. Oh wow! So I have managed to move everything over to Anchor, so all the old episodes are there. If you listened on Spotify, it's all fine. If you listen on Google, you may actually be seeing this for another day or two because it's, it's, it's the RSS feed is being served. It will take time to propagate. If you listen on iTunes, then you actually aren't listening to it right now because fuck iTunes. I can't get them to answer an email to figure out what the hell's going on. So I still don't have it updated on iTunes. Sorry, iTunes. It's listeners. really annoying. Yeah. I, I suggest Spotify because Anchor is actually part of Spotify. Hmm. And Google well, Podcasts was, will serve everything else. It was soon. a lot of work, you know, I really appreciate it. Well, just a lot of going back and forth trying to figure out where to paste things. It's like, why is this so hard? <laughs> well, you are the tech guy. You're the, you're the best equipped and, to deal with true. it of the three of us. See, now I want to know what Blazeball is. It's not in, it's not in, in alpha or beta. It's in gamma, whatever it is. Whoa. Continue oh, with Google. These Hugo Awards. No. Like, yeah, he, I, he, he's for best narrative. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that. All right, so I just I, I just went through Blazeboo. I tried to go through it, and there's a sign up. There's a continue with Google to sign up with my Google account, and I got an internal server error. So apparently, after this nomination, the Blazeboo servers are so hammered hmm. that uh, 
you just can't actually do anything. So that's the horror. Um, we were talking one of the weeks you were gone. Me and Alex were talking about the those. Uh, they were giving away seven free days of Final Fantasy fourteen to players because the servers had been oh. down so much. And he's like, "No, <laughs> they haven't been able to log in for three weeks." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> no, they were not expecting. They were not accepting new players. It was yeah. like, "No, no, they, they we took would it like to play this game." You can't play the game. Yeah, you can't play the game. <laughs> but pretty, pretty shitty to get to get a week for. For three weeks? Yeah, uh, that's not cool. That's just so funny. I would like to buy your game. No. You cannot buy my game. Well, I mean, they, they were using dev units for a Halo tournament because they couldn't find uh, Xboxes to do it. Maybe they just can't buy new servers. Well, that's probably, yeah. I mean, if if it's bad for everybody. Yeah. Mm. You want a terrifying I... thought? Hmm. Okay. So... Do I want one? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thinking, Go for thinking it. Thinking of supply chain issues. Imagine you went into the grocery store this week and everything was gone. When did I arrive in communist Russia? <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. And so you go home and you eat canned food for a week. And the next week you go into the grocery store and everything's gone. What's the saying that the entire United States is three meals away from anarchy? Yeah, I think that's it. It's scary thought. And, I would be so vulnerable to that because we just don't keep a lot of food in the house. Yeah, yeah I, got, I go shopping once a week. I don't, I don't have a, a, a backstock of, you know, canned or dry goods. I have some canned fruit, but it's been in there a while. Like, it's probably time to get a new canned fruit. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I, I have one can of soup. Can, yeah, I guarantee you my canned soups are expired by now. I looked at a bunch of pasta sauces, and they're all expired, like, early 2021. <laughs> yeah. I've got one can of chicken soup, I think, and I've got three or four beers and some Coke. That's the, about it. The arrogance of our lifestyle. The amount, the, the amount that we rely on each other and don't even think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the problem is I can I know that I can hop in my car or truck right now, drive down the road to Food City is the closest grocery store, and get whatever I needed. And it, it, it will be there. Mm-hmm. Now, inflation-wise, maybe higher, maybe lower, but you know. And even better, I could just I could dial numbers on my phone and have food at my house within an hour. At the moment, I'm in a steak and pasta mood for tonight. Actually, hey, totally gonna get my steak tonight. I actually I, I had to go out on one of the busiest day shopping days of the year to a shopping specific area in Knoxville. Okay, how was it? To re- to return something already. It was. Awful. But then I went to Best Buy, and while I was there, I finally bought that terabyte expansion for for the Xbox One X. Oh, okay. Yeah, and thankfully, it's just you literally plug it in, and it just finds it, and it works. You're currently super easy on Xbox. This is, like, proprietary from from Microsoft? Yeah, it's it's the Seagate one that Microsoft licensed. It literally, you plug it in, and the Xbox goes, oh, a terabyte of stuff. Um, and I, w- I was copying over things at like seven or eight gig a second between things. It was ridiculous. I saw, I saw a report that someone bought some some kind of um, some kind of the you know the the memory that the PS5 needs for its extra storage slot. Put it in. Yeah. Was was getting low speeds off it. Had to pull it out, put it into a computer, run a firmware update on it, and then put it back in the PlayStation Five to properly. No, no. See, this is. It's literally plug and play. Like yeah. I pushed it in and it was there. But at the, at the same time, I'm not, I never feel like I'm hurting for space on my PlayStation. In fact, I just deleted all my video files. Everything. Well, 
you don't have someone who insists on having Call of Duty installed all the time. How big is Call of Duty? Uh, between the two things he has for it, around 150, 160 gig. And that's out of like really 300 usable space. <laughs> uh, well, no, Xbox has about, on the Xbox internal, it's about 700. Because the so, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X is a terabyte. So you can have like really another five games on there. I least. could, but I got tired of deleting stuff. It's like I want, I kind of want to play this, but it's gone. Yeah, you know? no, but this is this is the modern age. You just delete it and when you want it. You tell it to download. Walk away for an hour. It sucks that okay. it takes an hour for to stick the disc in. But I but hate I have it. a I have I a terabyte for discs. I have a terabyte bandwidth cap. Oh yeah, we per don't month. have that. We don't have that. Yeah, I've never really gotten close to it, but I mean, I downloaded Forza Horizon Five and Halo in the same month. Um, that's a good chunk of it. <laughs> and plus, if you got, you know, you're watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's always. So I figured I'll just keep things installed. I moved all his garbage off for the external. I'll keep my stuff on the internal, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I had a Series S float through the store. I almost no, bought it. I just to kind of have it. Every, uh, the Series S has been available on Amazon in Canada, like basically all year. I think it's been yeah, on now. I've never seen the X available. No, people don't want the S for for reasons. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. The, the S is not. No, no, you don't. It's it's last gen, kind of. You know, it's not any better than the Series X was, or not the Series X, the Xbox One X. It's it's. I don't think it's slightly graphical better. capabilities. It's slightly better. It Load is. times are faster. Eurogamer says it is in all kinds of games. You definitely want the S over the One, or whatever the last one was. One X. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the last Xbox was. It's so simple with PlayStation. I will never forgive Microsoft for the the clusterfuck of their naming conventions on these things. Ever. If by forgive you mean we'll continue to buy every platform they put out. Well, but I do that for Sony as well. I mean... (laughs) They they have that... That's kind of a given that they get that money. Doesn't mean mean I have to like you. It, it, it's it's like it's almost like that money isn't even mine. That money is already theirs. They just kind of take it. I'm holding on to that thousand dollars every couple of years, and then they get it, and then. Yeah, I saw a thing that development on the next PlayStation has already been done. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you guys. <laughs> let's let, let let's let's do a, a mid 20, a mid generation refresh no, before you can get the first no, one. No, 2026 apparently. Um, it's, it's in, they're starting. They're starting planning on it for a 2026 launch. Actually, that sounds fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. As long as they don't do a PlayStation 5 and a half in a couple of years. Uh, they probably will. They always have. There's, a, there's but, always been a Slim. There's always been, you know, a, a PlayStation 4 Pro. But this, see, the last generation was different because the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X were significant upgrades. Yeah. You don't know that, you don't know that the mid-gen refresh uh, for these won't be significant. Like, maybe it'll have a, maybe it'll have a 3 gig hard drive instead of one. I'm in. I won't yeah, be able to buy nice. it, but I want it. <laughs> no, you'll be able to find one. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe by the time the mid-gen refresh comes along, we will have started mining Mars. We'll get all kinds of rare earth minerals that we need. It it would take having pulling one asteroid into near-Earth orbit, mm-hmm. mine that, and, you know, all these rare earth metals will no longer be rare. That That is how you really disrupt this economy man <laughs> somehow gold is no longer scarce what the fuck <laughs> what are you going to do is, wait wait what are going to spend all our money on well Food? okay if someone if someone's going to nab uh, an asteroid an asteroid it's going to be a government 
Well, yeah, that's they're the only ones who can afford it. Elon Musk is rich, but he can't afford to grab an asteroid. I don't know. I was watching. I okay. I wanted. I, I'm so thirsty for a new comedy stand-up special. I watched the first probably half of Jim Gaffigan's new special on uh, Netflix. Mm. Okay. And, uh, and one of his jokes, which I which I did quite like, was he points out that uh, if you were to ask who your favorite uh, billionaire astronaut is, or billionaire pretend astronaut is, isn't it fucked that there's like more than two choices? <laughs> Gates never went to space. Uh, but there's Branson, there's Musk, and there's one other. It's probably some Saudi guy. Uh, also, let's shape it like a penis. Oh yeah, and then let's put William Shatner in it, make him so he can try to sound like Man, philosophical. I felt so bad for William Shatner. He's probably getting Why paid. Feel... He's probably getting paid, but. Why'd you feel bad for him? Because, Why in the world do you feel bad? Because he's being used as a figurehead for, for a dick. He, I think he probably enjoyed a, that he's very a much. Sitting on a penis, metaphorically speaking. He's literally fucking the galaxy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's the ejaculate, and Musk's fucking the galaxy at that point. So that's not. No, it's not Musk. Who's who's is that one? Uh, that's not Elon Musk. I don't remember. I don't remember. That's I don't pay much guy. attention to him. Like it's to, ridiculous. To billionaire Americans. I, yeah, imagine if instead right. of you being able to afford to build your own fucking space program, you gave ten percent of your income to the government, and school school teachers had books and pencils for their kids. Imagine that. Well, but if you gave that ten percent to the government, ninety nine percent of that would get wasted on you know. As a government, as a government employee, he's right. And it's not even intentional. It's just completely inefficient. No. <laughs> And some of it's intentional. <laughs> well, no, we're not. We're not all Ron Swanson trying to bring it down from the inside. <laughs> but that's how you need to go out when you decide it's time. No, I, I'm not. I'm not in a position anywhere near uh, anything that I could affect that would have any impact on anything. Well, then the worst that I could do is embarrass some people with what they've done over the years. Oh, well, I mean, blackmail is not a bad way to go out. I would not do that. <laughs> nor would I I suppose the reason I'm so angry is because I'm ethical <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, you chose the high road and god damn it it's not easy no it's not all, all it does is it pisses you off as you see other people you know paddle by in their canoes made of stolen money <laughs> canoes made of stolen money and money hats <laughs> Mm. All right, so I don't know what the plan for next week is. Is Alex going to be here? He promises he will. I'm pretty sure I've got we're the not, day We're not off. down yeah, on you, Alex. Do. You had to work. We, we, it's cool. Oh, you know, cool. I get it. I understand. I understand having to work, especially this time of year when you're working retail. I'm amazed I snuck this day off, which is much money is floating through my store right now. Let's go back and look. It's, it's a blessing and a curse that I have an app on my phone that I can use to look up at any given time what's going on. Okay. And I'm looking at it now, and I cannot, since we're recording, I cannot give specific numbers, but we are a hair's breadth from surpassing Black Friday. Oh. Now, it won't happen because they close in 10 minutes, but goddamn, guys, there's nothing left to sell in that place. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that earlier conversation we were having about about grocery stores and scarcity. Yes, yes. 
Um, I'm sure I've mentioned at some point that one of my cats is not well and needs a special yeah. diet. And uh, for years, I was getting a very specific prescribed cat food delivered for him, and he loved it. And the other cat loved it too, uh, so I had to kind of like, uh, I keep uh, the sick cat's food near me because the other cat is scared to come near me in any room but the living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and my cat actually started getting better. He was actually like putting on weight and, and nice. was running around and was a lot happier. And then due to the pandemic, that food just became unavailable. Hmm. So for the next three months or so, he was on a slightly different formula from the same manufacturer. And then that food became completely unavailable. And then he went on a Hills canned food. And when I opened this can of Hills, I was immediately struck by like, it was like turpentine or no, it was like jelly, first of all. And the smell of it was like gross and didn't, it smelled like medical, like it was gross and when I used to give Doug his food, he would, like, I'd go, we'd go into the kitchen, and I'd go, you want some food, Doug? And he'd go, meow, and I'd hold up the can, and he'd go, meow, and I'd open it up, and yeah. he's like, meow, I'm like, yeah, okay, man, here it is. When I'd open no, up, he's like, eh. when I'd open up a can of this new stuff, he looks up at me and goes like, I know what's coming. Yeah, all right, fine. And I guess I'll he's eat. been losing weight. And until yeah. I was able, finally today, 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 just today, um, the... Uh, the Royal Canaan food, which is the food he needs and actually likes and is delicious, um, is available. Finally, after like okay, a year okay. and a fucking half. And, uh, and, I got, and I got it, and I, I realized just a wave of stress and anxiety kind of retreated. I didn't realize how powerless I felt about that and how much it bothered me that I was powerless to help my little buddy. And to finally get this food today and open up a can of it and cut into it and hold it out to him and have him go, meow. Yeah, <laughs> it was, he smelled it. It's like, it yes. was so nice. It was so nice. Merry Christmas, Doug. I'm sure he's pleased. I know he is. I will have to, uh, I have to, I'll have to get the dogs to the park on Saturday. Since I'm all by myself, I might as, I might as well take him, load him up in the truck, let him run around for a little while. I'll send you an email that says Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. To all our listeners. Merry Christmas to you. If you, sum- if you celebrate holiday- Christmas, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes. If you do not celebrate Christmas, then happy retailmas. Ha- happy, <laughs> happy empty cities to drive around in. Yes. I enjoy the time. And hopefully... We'll have the full compliment next week. When was the last time we did have all three? It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a while. So do we want to, assuming we get Mr. McCracken, do our best of next year? Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got to be. Next week would be the final podcast of 2021. So I believe we should attempt to cobble together at least five games. Easy. Well, easy. Okay, well, I can definitely list five games from this year. Five games that came out this year that did not offend. That did not offend. Well, okay, yeah, I got two. <laughs> I got two. That just they, they, they actually that, that came out in 2021. Not that yeah. you're replaying. No, you cannot two. use Breath of the Wild. I got two. Okay, okay. And worth noting, unlike any other publication, we're not listing Cyberpunk this year because we all had it high on the list last year. We did all have it high on the list last year because we all played it on the correct systems. And Alex played it on PC. It. And yeah, and, 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 and I stand by our all liking that game mm-hmm. when it came out because we had the hardware to run it. It's a weird position to have, but yeah, sorry, listener. I, no, 
We all thought it was fine. It was and game. I recall we all had very different experiences. We had played very different characters. Oh, yeah. Well, you played several different characters. I did. I want, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want that new gen patch. I want to go back to it. I'm so tempted every now and then to now and again to re-download it. But it's like, no, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Just wait. Just wait. If that ever actually happens. I want if to play the company survives long enough. I want to play something new gen shiny, but I know I'm just going to keep playing Zelda. I got I got all oh. four uh, mythical beasts done today too. Got a lot done today. Oh, the, some of the mythical beast dungeons were hard. Like honestly, puzzles were hard. It's weird. Like I've gotten to the point where I walk into shrines and I just look around and I shoot an arrow and walk out. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really I'm, and then there's there's still shit I like. I have to look up. Like I looked up where the fastest horse was or stuff like that. And if I get stuck, I I will totally look. But the more you play the game, the more you understand how it communicates what the puzzle is and what the salute and what the solution could possibly be be based on what's around you. It's yeah. it's good. Nintendo did a really good game. I don't know what to think about this. They they did it on like as a launch title on the Switch. Um and if I remember correctly the the attach rate on that was ridiculous. Well yeah. Like everybody bought it. And really having a game of this colossal size and scope on that little handheld, executed as well as it is, which pains me to say, fuck, it's really well done. Uh, the only thing I don't, the only thing, one of the things I would change about Breath of the Wild is when you bring up your, um, you know, you, you, to change your shield or to change your weapon. Oh, you have to go into the whole weapon thing, yeah. You you hold down a D-pad and then you have to scroll through like all of them, 30 <laughs> weapons if you want to get to the other one. Why don't you just like, hold it down and a radial comes up? Why would you do that? There's a thing called a radial. It exists. Or, or let you set favorites. Like, I like 100%. this one. 100%. And, yeah, as it is, you have to, like, jury-rig the system. So, like, you drop two weapons. And now, if you pick those weapons up, those two will be the last two. So you can just hop back and forth between those two. Like, But I don't like that I have to do that. That I have to find a creative <laughs> way to overcome the shitty UI. But overall, the UI is not shitty. Like, it's just well, one you're, aspect you're, of it. You're spoiled by Kojima UI. Kojima's UI is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Metal Gear Solid Five UI was absolutely fantastic. Or Death Stranding, yeah, it's the same thing. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Well, in that case, Chance, have a Merry Christmas. I whatever shall. you decide to do, Alex, have a Merry Christmas. We when you listen you, to this, listeners, thank you for following us through multiple changes. Uh, hopefully, this next hosting hosting thing won't disappear on us. Anyway, thank you for talking, Chance. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you in a week. Okay.